I still not these villains aren't really like clicking for me. I don't know. No, yeah, <laughs> it's a real it's like, a struggle. Just like which ones? I know Zuos only because he was like probably the most developed one so far. The other three or four are like still ambiguous. And I went on a, uh, I guess I could say it for the plot, but I went on a uh, fandom. <laughs> And like for like character description, it was like, well, not a lot is known about this character. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's always I'm good. Like, yeah, no shit. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Fandom is just like, yo, we don't know shit about this shit either. So don't feel bad. And not a lot is known about their motive. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, like they look a little different than the other two characters in their group. No, that's the same way I am right I now. I just laugh when I saw that shit. I, like, you never see you, fandom usually on point, and it was like, not much is known. <laughs> no, it's kind of like how like um. If you ever watched like, like enough of like a like cooking show, you know when the person doesn't like the food, but they're still talking. Like when Guy Fieri's just like, "Oh, it's crunchy, it's chewy," and he's not actually <laughs> saying anything good about it. Yeah, just adjectives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter who you are, where you are, or what you celebrate, it's only one thing I have to say this holiday season. Hello everyone, and this week on Come and Ride With Me, the fire that burns in us to know who the hell any of the characters on Kamen Rider Saber has been burning way longer. Seven nights instead of one. It's incredible. Hey, Man. James. <laughs> 14 episodes in, and we're still confused as hell. Yeah. Welcome to Kamen Rider with me. <laughs> uh, today we look at episodes 12 through 14 of Kamen Rider Saber, uh, and we have some thoughts, as you could tell. But first, uh, how, how's your week, man? Uh, it's been it started out stressful, but ended up pretty pretty good. How about yours, man? Yeah, it's been all right, I guess. Uh, a lot of fun. This is technically going out Christmas Day, actually. So, Merry Christmas! Yeah, Merry Christmas! And uh, there will also be something on New Year's Day because that's how weeks work. So that'll be fun. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what yet because there is a couple of the pipeline, but we cover all the holidays this year. <laughs> yeah, Arbor Day, got it. Groundhog's Day. We got one episode, then like in the Mario World games, there's like a shadow version for if it's like more winter. I can't wait for the St. Patty's Day one. That's going to be crazy. (laughs) All Boondock Saints. Boondock (laughs) Saints, they're wearing helmets, so it's good. We're just going to go back and look at all the green riders. (laughs) Anybody that wear green. Featuring Kezin. (laughs) But no, um, it's been a week of a lot of stuff, though. this week, Cyberpunk came out, and uh, yeah, that was a mess, right? Bro, I'm so disappointed in that game. So disappointed. Like, I copped it opening night, and uh, I had to work, so I was excited to get off and uh, finally play it. I loaded up. I have the base model uh, P- PS4, and I kept hearing Ooh. stories and read articles about it's not going to happen, but <laughs> <laughs> me being an optimist, uh, I was like, you know, um, let me try it up. Made my character, about to start my first mission, and the game crashes, bro. Like, I'm like, are you serious? I didn't even get past the first mission in the crash. So 
I was kind of down about it. And then I was like, I have to get my hands on a PS5 ASAP. So, um, um, how's that going for you? Actually, that whole man, hunt? man, it's been a, it's been a stressful, uh, t- uh, what, two months now, man. Yeah, I guess it has been, huh? And I've been trying since it launched and I've had my run of bad luck. Um, but I finally struck, <clears throat> found one. Um, I went to a uh, Walmart walk-in earlier this morning <laughs> or the other morning, and uh, it was the day that they stopped doing walk-ins. So that was my luck with that. So I was kind of down about it. And I was also reading stories on Twitter, like people like being affected by this, like mentally, like mental health-wise. And that was the first time I felt like exhausted from trying to get this thing. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let me like relax and calm down. So I went to go work out. And, you know, my, my my alerts are still on Twitter. So, you know, even though I'm stressing about it, I still keep my eyes on it. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on a treadmill and then I get a, a alert about GameStop doing walk-ins at 4 p.m. I literally jumped off the treadmill, got in my car and hauled ass to my nearest GameStop. And I was like driving like a madman, got in line. I was second. So I was guaranteed to get. And right when I get there. You know, they're, uh, they're like all panicking and everything like the employees because they get like mobbed by like 20 people trying to get a PS5. Did you hear what happened with that, though? What's that? Like they just opened their trucks and had like five minutes notice and then had to start selling them. They weren't prepared at all. Like People oh. knew they were going to have PS5s before the store do. And that sucks. Yeah, they were like really stressed out. They're like, I felt bad for the employees. Like she was like running her fingers through her hair and saying, I don't know what to do. And then finally, you know, like the inventory is live for, for GameStop and they like have everybody line up with their tickets, whatever. They go to ring us in. The system crashes, bro. Like just like not letting anybody do anything. And we're, we're in line panicking because we, we thought that the bots figured out a way to uh, hack the in-store inventory. I'm like, no. So we See, were, we're like, playing cyberpunk. Yeah, it's crazy. Like this whole like this whole like last two months has been crazy. But uh, we ended up spending like an hour just waiting, you know, not knowing what the future hold for us trying to get a PS5. And then uh, after an hour, you know, some people gave up and left. And then like um, it was live and they let us order. And then after that, the day after, a tweet comes out and was like, GameStop's canceling in-store orders. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, just, it's just never ending. But I was fortunate to get uh, my shipping info today. So. Uh, I should be receiving it either the end of this week or the beginning of next, right before Christmas. So that's my oh, yeah. Um, if you have the money, get yourself a PS5 game. Like I'm not sure what it is, but just having something to play with, like it's like Miles Morales or like Demon's yeah. Souls or like something, it, it's worth it. It looks great. So mine came with the uh, bundle pack. So I do have Miles on the way. Okay. And uh, like you, you told me, it was a very amazing experience. So I cannot wait. And uh. I ended up buying a uh, 4K gaming monitor, but until then, I'll just play on my TV. So it won't be any streams up, but uh, I'm like locked in on this thing, man. I'm going to spend a lot of hours on on it. Even though I heard it's a short game, I, I just kind of want to be in the next gen, you know? It's short, but in the way we're like, you ever play like an Assassin's Creed game in the past 10 years, and like everything pops up and there's all this stuff to do that's just like, oh, that's too much. This is like a game that's like, you want to go around and like find like, all the different stuff it's like a very dense game it's a very like fun like like a very like textured game you know oh sweet um have you have you gotten cyberpunk yet no um i'm not gonna buy cyberpunk um i it kind of just like hearing the 
the way they've hemmed in hard on like crunch and having their employees work like a lot of hours in like very exploitative ways and the way that their like social media and like marketing has been transphobic i'm just like ah like i can't support that but i want it sucks that the game's not good for people who want to have like a big game you know yeah i was looking forward to it and i do remember you mentioning that to me about what's going on um but yeah it's just very disappointing so maybe that's just karma coming around to them for uh you know just stalling lying and then treating their employees like shit so hopefully uh um like they patch it up to make it a better game it's just like right now the texture of the characters look very very like a past gen doesn't look next gen at all so we'll see and also like i think it's like become this like weird like culture war no matter what you say about it kind of game like i hate that it seems like every year like every other year or whatever there's like the thing that people get so heated on that like they can't take it if it's like only good or if it has some problems or if like not everybody's favorite thing it's like you can enjoy something like it can be the biggest thing like some of my favorite things aren't the best things in the world you know but also like people get so weird about games like this also happened with lots of us too where people just got so upset that it was like coming out and just Mm -hmm. like take a step back you know yeah i think that's just where we're at in society it's like people look for reasons to be upset about things which is unhealthy if you want something that's like in that like cyberpunk like aesthetic you should see if they have like um the deus ex games has like a deal because like those like two games are probably like each like five ten dollars at this point and they're like a, a couple years old but they'll probably still look pretty good on like on a ps5 but okay i'll keep that in mind i'm actually playing fallen order for the first time uh and it's so it's so good bro love that game i'm super late i know but i'm enjoying it it's like the perfect amount of like game because you could totally play that game without touching half that game but there's so much weird extra stuff like it's kind of like the same thing with like miles like they're games that like that first Spider-Man game and like for Jedi, like I like hundred percent of them, like platinum them just cause I didn't feel like there was so much weird random crap on the map. It was me going like, how do my way to play more of the game versus like, yeah, you just want to spend more time in that, in that world. I got you. And that game has a lot of weird map stuff too. So that might take a while, but yeah, I, I had my first experience with that last night. <laughs> and, um, I've actually been really into um we started Clone Wars and that's interesting. How are you liking it so far? So <laughs> Clone Wars is always something where I was like, this seems like very unwieldy to get into because it's so long and so beloved. But that like um Mandalorian episode with like Ahsoka came out and then yeah. like I showed that to my girlfriend and then we started watching Clone Wars and I was like, okay, this is like perfectly fine. Um I'm enjoying it. But like we're bad at watching stuff. So I was like, oh, like maybe we'll watch it and like I'll like have it on the background while like I'm doing stuff or whatever. But okay. then she got really into the droids and she was like, they're so funny, these droids. Like <laughs> the way they say like Roger Roger, that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay. This might be um, our, like our show now. After the pod, I'll send it over to you. It's just a recommendation, but it helped my viewing experience a lot better than what it was uh set out to be. Um how they ep- how they numbered their episodes is kind of weird. But uh, online, there's uh, uh, one user, I forget his name, but he put the uh, episodes in the order that they should have been in because <laughs> they're kind of like scattered. Like they, there'll be one arc and then like there'll be another like filler episodes, too, for, you know, like the super hardcore Star Wars junkies. 
but it's not like necessity for canon. But yeah, um, it's, 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 it has to be really fun watching it alongside the Mandalorian and all that stuff. So yeah. it kind of makes me want to go watch Rebels, which is a, probably a show that I wouldn't have watched before the Mandalorian. But when they mention like certain characters like General Thrawn and stuff like that, it's like, okay, I got to go watch Rebels. There's some stuff about like Rebels, though, where they're like, oh, yeah, and here's like this episode where they like are inside of this weird like force thing like the whole episode. I was like, oh, that's cool as hell. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some cool stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I um get the sense that Clone Wars is just like it's going to be just like a show that's on because Star Wars is nice. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's Obi-Wan like versus like actually watching it hardcore, though, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fun seeing him the way he's portrayed in in Clone Wars versus in the movies. It's it's so much fun. One of my biggest, like, hot takes, I guess, in, like, pop culture or, like, Star Wars is that, like, I hate so much of what they did in the prequels with Yoda. Uh, Like, him having a lightsaber, like, him being, like, the leader of the Jedi, like, him being, like, this very, like, conservative, like, oh, we have to follow the ways kind of dude. Like, I love him in like the like original movies and and like in the and last Jedi where it's like oh you're this weird mystic that's like hanging out on Dagobah like like would rather die than answer a question yeah it was just like a cool hermit kind of like a master roshi type character you know like just in the background pops up here and there but he was just like very heavily involved in the prequels and like you said it probably like diluted some of the things that you had in your mind of how he should be or how he would have been and just like oh that's how he was he was that guy that was like you can't do that <laughs> that's not the way yeah he's some weird mystic is the best way to do it but um yeah, yeah speaking <laughs> of, of like being a hermit um i saw a trailer for a movie and it made me want to go to a movie theater so fucking bad <laughs> yeah you got to say the name of it i saw it too bro oh my god <laughs> it's from the people that make john wick or it's just in that like style like i'm pretty sure it's from the people that make john wick but it's called nobody and it's um stars Bob Odenkirk, who you might know as um, Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad, or better call Saul, but also like from like so much like comedy stuff, like Mister Show, as basically like this dad who like reveals to his family that he used to be like an assassin, and then like left the life, and then now is back in the life. And it's weird because he's not the person you think is like an action star, but um, <laughs> it it looks just good enough. It was the kind of movie that, like, in college, I would, like, <clears throat> go on a Friday and, like, wake up too late to, like, eat breakfast. So, like, I'd just, like, get, like, a large popcorn <laughs> and, like, get, like, a really bad, like, stomachache actor, but, like, just, like, hang out in the movie, you know? Yeah. And it's been a year since I've been to a movie at this point, so. Yeah, I'm so glad, like, at the end of the trailer, it had, like, a release date. I thought it was going to be, like, streaming straight to Netflix or some shit like that. But for it to actually have, like, an in-theater, um schedule date was pretty dope it sucks because i'm not gonna see it till it's on streaming because i'm not gonna shoot like a movie theater but <laughs> oh shit we didn't we didn't even like talk well um talk about the investor uh meeting from disney all the stuff that came out of there was awesome oh cool. yeah weren't we talking like the episode before that came out about like how we wanted there to be like a rogue squadron movie or something or am i yeah right <laughs> yeah and it happened we kind of it kind of they probably tapped in, listened to the pod, like you know what, let's 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 launch this during an investor meeting. <laughs> yeah, wait for our like new podcast, uh, common rogue squadron with me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, good one, Kip. But no, up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
a lot of cool stuff in there. I, how soon do you think we get to Miles Morales in the MCU? Oh, um, man, like some of the stuff that they announced was like in brand new stuff, right? Versus the last time they did a meeting, they didn't even announce Blade. They didn't even announce, you know, like I know they have to scrap Black Panther 2 for now, but it was like a lot of things that were coming out phase four that they didn't even mention. So I'm like, is this still phase four or five? So with the Miles movie, um, even with the talks of the new uh, the new Spider-Man coming out with the multiverse type thing going on, that will push Miles back what, another two years after that. So maybe 2023. Well, here's the thing. They can say that Miles didn't get snapped. So if he was a kid, now he's a teen. They could do like he could be like all he said was my like um, when Donald Glover was in like the first like Spider-Man movie, like all he said was, oh, yeah, like my kid nephew. He could have been like 10 could be 15 now or 16 or 17 by the time they get to it like he could be any age they want at this point and like that's cool <laughs> like, which uh, ready. which route do you think they take uh series or movie oh movie 100 percent. okay i think movie too he's too big a character like they're yeah, doing the spider-verse like, stuff but yeah own video game the success of the spider-verse movie I, I think you have to go movie for sure and like he's such a good as fun as it is to see like Tom Holland become like the Hollywood like 17 year old like young kid with like every movie or whatever he's in um <laughs> Miles feels like a young character the way like Peter doesn't anymore like he feels like he's like young like learning his own way like he's not really like bogged down by like all the history the same way you know he could just kind of be like a young character learning the way without us thinking for 50 years like oh I actually really like when he's in college or like when he's like an adult or whatever, like this other stuff. He could just be a character versus mm-hmm. Peter has so much on him at this point. Yeah. And kind of feel like Spider-Verse has become like the new Venom as far as like the Spider-Man plot that you know is eventually going to happen in, in like any franchise. Spider-Man. <laughs> and like the Flash with Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like exactly. it comes a time when they have to bring up Flashpoint. <laughs> And like Flashpoint is like the new crisis, basically, too. It's like, oh, yeah, this thing happens. This character has to go through. <laughs> the timeline's messed up. <laughs> or how like um, Red Hood became like the new Batman getting his like his back broken kind of thing. It's just like, oh, here's a new story that we could build to and like leave hits for. So, yeah, uh, speaking of um, stories that we can leave hits for and engage with, uh, I got nothing but. Uh, I guess we can talk about Comrade Saber instead. <laughs> Let's do it. And we're back. This week we looked at Common Rider Saber, episode 12. Or chapter 12, The Promise in That Place. Chapter 13, I Will Stay True to My Convictions. Chapter 14, These Feelings Dwell in This Blade. Okay, uh, top level. What do you <laughs> feel like this week, James? Um, after like going through Reddit and other th- places and seeing a lot of people complain about the episodes, so it's not just us. Um, I start off with something positive because whenever we talk shit about something, you used to say nice things that didn't say it at the end. But I will say... I left these three episodes knowing a little bit more about Toma. Uh, I felt like the villains are getting a little bit more work and things to do. And uh, I was actually looking forward to the next episode. What'd you think? Okay, yeah. 
No, um, I think there's some good stuff done in these episodes that is a good chunk of it gets undercut by what they do immediately after. But um, there's still like some nugget of like something going on that I'm excited for too. Where like I'm like, okay, at least something's happening in the story. Hopefully, it'll be more engaging. You know? Yeah, I feel like like you said, like we're working towards something. But in a sense, it feels like this is the last arc in a way. <laughs> Like, it feels like we have to stop the pillars or the city from being taken over. And then what happens after that? Like, I don't know how you transition to, to something smaller scale or something bigger scale. Like, I don't know which direction this, this writer is trying to go. Hear me out. Okay. Here's my big dream for the show. It's going to um, turn out that there's a company who wants to replace books with scouters that people wear in their eyes that, like, let them read instead. And, they, mm. and there's a competition, these scouters versus books, and then they're going to have a like rap battle referendum to, to ban books. Okay. I like some of what you just said. I, I definitely like the they're trying to get rid of books. So the risers are like, no, books are way more important than just kind of like uh, reading articles or something like that. Or Now, I did describe the plot of the second arc of Comrade Zero One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing in this franchise, like recycled plot lines in different ways. I mean, yeah, like that's like any franchise, but like with Saber, they could totally do something different and new. Um, My feeling watching these episodes was that this production really got screwed over by COVID because they have used like the same four sets so many times and had no. Can you think of a named character who isn't part of the villains or heroes? In the show, uh, like side characters, yeah. Uh, what's the guy's son? Ogami's son, I guess that's the only like side character that we haven't seen in a while. Um, I guess he's the closest, the like yeah. him and the kid on the first episode, yeah. The other kid, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's all the, it's just the characters at this point. That's a good point. Like, that's a big thing about Cobb and Rider. It's like you're going through people's lives and helping them and like, Dang. yeah, learning and stuff, right. Yeah. They just don't have that. Yeah, it just kind of feels like it's just these characters running around <laughs> doing shit. Yeah. And I don't know anything about the city. <laughs> I don't know right. anything about the, like, the worlds they're talking about. And then Tassel's no help. <laughs> he could be narrating this shit. You know, he just, oh, oh, oh. I guess technically, right. Tassel is the only person who we don't know if they're part of the Heroes of Villains who <laughs> has a name. But yeah. No, like it just feels like they're constantly like, oh my god, this part of the city got grabbed, and then they go to the same like stairs and like plaza and have a fight scene next to some warehouses, and like that's kind of a critique of Cobb Rider in general. Like you'll see stuff repeat, like locations and stuff, but it feels like it's ramped up a lot, just probably due to the pandemic right now. Yeah, and I didn't think about it like that, so um, I can't really give them a pass for that. But you, you definitely cleared up a few questions that I had about why the show is shaping up like this. Because that's one thing that I love about Zero One so much is like the human gears, it was like always a new human gear every episode and it kind of like right. put us into like different, you know, morals and lessons to be learned and it was just way more interesting than what's going on right now. So yeah, that's why you're uh, the host. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you could see like an episode that's like, oh, hey, um, here's these three kids and like they are each making shelters to get away from something. And then the last kid lets the first two kids 
in their shelter and it's just like three little pigs and that's how the writers learn teamwork like that's what would happen in like another show is like the plot of the book would mirror in some way to teach them a lesson or like to help with like what's going on and that's just not that's just not like something that could happen in this show because there's no people in it yeah like the episode with the uh, ogami son uh, i think that's the most plot points that we had to talk about since starting the show because it was like okay it's this kid he doesn't like books and you know Thomas trying to give convince him to get back into books and stuff like that so it's kind of like a moral like hey um you know books are good and you know it was going somewhere it's hard it's probably the pandemic for a lot of that issue but also there's just some character stuff they're like having some trouble with but let's start with episode 12 um so in this episode it's all about um Kento got beat up by Caliber like Ritaro's been hurt as well um and then Kento's like, I guess I'll go fight him again. And Toma gets like his memories back. That's basically the thing. There's some fighting because there's yeah. pillars of light. And it was the first uh, tassel in the real, real world spotting with the mysterious guy that we don't know who, who his name is yet. Right. That's the most compelling stuff by far, though, right? I gasped when I saw tassel. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like, I legit like he frightened me. So I'm like, I got like villain vibes from how he just popped up like that. Because I had to start off like tassels talking. And like a guy walks by and he's like, oh, we're leaving. <laughs> right. That's compelling storyline. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, show me more of that. <laughs> and then to like end the episode, like um, Kento loses a fight. Now, I'm not going to spend too long on the fact that he loses a fight. He should have known he was going to lose like pretty badly by this point. Like he knows he can't beat this guy in like his standard form. <laughs> and he gets like a level three upgrade and he tries to fight him again after getting his ass kicked. I'm not sure what he's like what he's trying to do at this point. Yeah, and he but, gets wrecked. <laughs> yeah. But just the scene, like if they had just left it at Tassel's like gloves would have been better. But even just like seeing Tassel and like that weird like cloak dude just like look at each other. That was great. That was really good. It's also funny like last pod we we're talking about how you wanted uh Rentaro to die. <laughs> and then it switches to Kento on his last breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, was like, I wonder if Kip disappointed about that. <laughs> it sucks that they immediately make Kento being struck down a plot point for Toma, though. And like it's all about Toma and giving him stuff to do and making him feel a certain way. It's like, come on. It, it, like it undercut Kento's whole arc, though. It's like brewing that it was all about like, oh, now Toma knows and Toma... And like we haven't seen a lot of this relationship, so it's just Toma being like, "I remember how important this is," and Keto saying, "This is really important," and Toma saying, "I remember how important this is." Him saying it's really important, and then we don't see much of that. You know, were you disappointed? And like he was like, "I remember our promise," and it was just like a promise to stick together. Were you disappointed in that, or you didn't really care? Uh, it's hey, that's Kingdom Hearts at a certain point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like that could be done well, or well, no, no, not that Kingdom Hearts does it well. It, it could be done in a way that resonates with people. How's that? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts does that. And then uh, we get to the next episode, so <laughs> where Kento's on. good. <laughs> Kento's Yo, good. I'm like, so Kento survives, and at the end he dies. Like I don't like. <laughs> like what was the point? Like I don't know. Yeah. Um. And they figure out how huh, these. Pillars of light that are our primary colors that we all are that came about <laughs> when we killed monsters. 
Seems to be more of them the more we kill monsters. So that's good for them. They figure that out. But yeah, so Kento isn't dead. He was just hit by a finisher and he's being consumed by darkness. Then there's more fighting. Um, and like the fighting's good, but like it's not really grounded in story or character at this point, you know? Yeah, it's just it's just fight scenes at this point. And they all fight caliber and they lose. Um and then the power that Toma got when he got the King of Arthur book, that book comes back. But it's not like Kento dies and the book comes out. The book comes out, and then after he wins the fight, Kento dies. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. So Toma gets a new form, um, Dragonic Knight, which looks really good. It's a really good looking form. Yeah, it's very solid. I definitely felt like he shouldn't have beat Caliber there. I was like, why are you beating Caliber? Like, you just got to his level, but he's been kicking your ass on like the same level forever. Just Yeah, that was a huge upgrade that he forgot about in episode 14, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because they usually try to, like, use the form the next couple episodes. Yeah, like, especially with Zero One, like, once he, like, leveled up, we saw it consistently until the next one. Yeah, once so, he got, um, like... Metal Cluster. That's all we saw most episodes. Yeah, for a long period of time. What do you think of the fight itself? I guess with um, like him and Caliber. It was fine. Um, nothing, nothing bad about it. It's it's fun. It was a fight scene. <laughs> it felt so weird to me. Like it felt like he should have been like killing one of the other villains or like a stronger or like a new stronger monster, not like beating Caliber at this point. I think that like the little mini fights between uh, Migaid and then the other riders were better than the main fight, to be honest. Like you're seeing like, uh, um, I, f- I think it was, I think it was, uh, was it Kento that did like the, sh- no, it was, it was uh, Slash that did the, like the Shadow Clones it to type thing. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool scene. And uh, yeah, just the like mini fights with like Kamen Rider, Kazan, and uh, Blaze and stuff like that. that. I was more interested in those fights than the main fight itself. Yeah, but this upgrade just feels like it's not super important. And then Kento dies, but he doesn't even die. Yeah, like he kind of like his eyes went red, and then I'm not. I'm like, did he go inside the sword? Like, is that like? I think so. That? I don't know. Like he died, and then like it went straight to the sword. So I'm pretty sure we'll see um, Kento again, maybe in the form of a villain the next time we see him. I think that's kind of like what the, the vibes I got from that. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, he didn't even seem dead because we saw him die. They'd be like, oh, I'm just being consumed by darkness. Then this episode, we see him be like, I, I'm falling in darkness. But he's not like dying. He's turning into mist and getting collected by a sword. That's like the least dead you could. Be. You're more alive than you are when you're like hanging out, like when you're inside of a sword in fiction, I feel like. Like you're super alive when you're inside a sword in fiction. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how death works in these series. Like, <laughs> You know, with the zero one, you could bring somebody back. So, like, that was kind of like one of my Nick's nitpicking things about that. And like with this, it seems like if Megay kills you or Caliber kills you, you could come back as a villain or something like that. From from what the vibes I got off that, so I don't know. That could be cool. Um, though, like a lot of writer shows, like will have consequences too. Sometimes, like the consequence will be later on will really hit you with like a real death, which has happened in like a show that we've looked at, for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this felt very flat because it was like super like, oh, and we see him inside of the sword and just, uh, yeah, I was very, I thought, I'm glad you said that too. Cause I was kind of confused about that. I wanted to pick your brain. Um, and the one thing that really saves 
the show for me right now is the fact that like the Medjid feel like they're like in control. Like they kind of feel like they're like, oh yeah, like shit's about to happen. These writers are so dumb that almost makes me forgive knowing nothing about them and like who they are. It's like at least it feels like they're controlling things and competent villains for and then once they succeed, maybe we'll actually see who they are better. So in in writer history or from the shows that you've seen, has it been like 14 episodes in any other series and you still not know what the villains are or, or what they're doing besides one plot point to bring them all together? Not really, no. Like, there's some cases where it's like, it's been kind of Monster of the Week and some mysterious villains that are like leading the monsters somehow might show up around this time. But like, never like they've been all featured like this. And I'm assuming like more characters on their side will show up at a certain point. But this is very strange. Yeah, it's been like, okay, so it's the midget and then they low-key brought in Caliber, which is like another villain. And now they're bringing in this cloak person. I'm like, first of all, we don't know shit about them first. So why are you interesting, introducing new villains now? <laughs> and like I told you pre-pod, like I went on fandom to like kind of like educate myself more about the midget. And they don't even know. <laughs> they're like, oh, not too much is known about Zuos, but he killed, um, you know, uh, Rentaro's master. And then with like Legale and the other ones, like not much is known, but he has appearances in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous, bro. Like, what's going on? Like, what what is going on right now? Yeah, I'm still um really excited though for um the one who killed several swordsmen 15 years ago, Disaster, the unkillable. <laughs> Remember him? His like really cool introduction and like continued mystery and plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like doing his own thing, right? Is he part of the midget or? Yeah, he's part of it, but like he never shows up in like a meaningful way. And we haven't seen his face yet, right? He might just be like a monster for all we okay. know, but he's just I, like I, an evil I'll warrior. I prefer to be that way, to be honest. I'd rather him just be a monster. Yeah. Um. Literally, all he seems to do is like show up sometimes to fight. <laughs> he definitely has that like Zuos thing where it's like all on the page for him is that 15 years ago he did some stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, like with the other ones, it's like a little light, light line about not much is known, but they have like a paragraph for like his personality. Like he's this type of I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah. Like an astrology page? <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> no, um, so Lekiel, I think. Lekiel, that's his name, I believe. So um yes, it is Legaliel. Um he he's the one who randomly like this episode was like hyping up how he's based off of like episode 14 he comes in as like I've got this my powers are based off of fantasy and mystical creatures I could do anything what are you going to do and it's like you've been in like four fights you've never done this <laughs> and you've never talked to yet and now you're like look at all my powers you can't overcome me <laughs> are you fucking kidding me bro Okay, so his character history, the first sentence is not much is known of Miguel's history. His personality, not much is known of Miguel. Bro, I wasn't lying to you, bro. It's so bad. So bad. <laughs> and just like, he's not the leader. That's Storius, who's the dude with the tie on his head uh, and seems to be in charge. So, Zuos, they're all based off of the books because the books, some books are mystical creatures, some books are real creatures and some books are stories. So Zuos is 
like the evil perversion of animals, like Alio's mystical animals and Storius' stories. I, what it? <laughs> there's this point where like Storius too is like, I can make illusions, and that's like what you're talking about. Where like that's when the shadow clones like come in to fight all the illusions. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you don't know which one I am. <laughs> and I did see somebody on Reddit. They're like, so this is when uh, who fought him? I forget. Was it Espinata? Espada? No, like Espada like died. Like it was a uh, slash. Slash. Okay, they're like, so Slash forgot that he has a gun that could shoot everywhere. <laughs> to just like. <laughs> It was so funny. It was like, so these like these writers forget what kind of powers they have like throughout this whole episode. <laughs> well, there's that scene where they like swap their books, and so like he didn't have the like gun book, so he had to like use a sword this episode. Yeah. Okay. So that explains it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of thought into the plot here, uh, including. <laughs> okay, we saw that Toma got when he got the King Arthur sword. He got another book randomly. There's another big plus size super book hanging out in the case <laughs> at the start of the episode. And Ritaro's like, let me use it. <laughs> and then he gets an upgrade. I got he like, I got dibs. <laughs> into the King Lion booster or or um or no, the Blades King Lion uh form. I'll be honest, like I can't tell any of Blades' forms apart because they're too like blue. Like, I really can't tell when he's in different forms too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this form felt super unnecessary and not needed for the plot. Like, it didn't do anything either. Yeah, it was very underwhelming. And I, I was so distracted by a man in the background, like, hyping him up, like, just being a cheerleader. I'm just like, what's going on right now? It more seemed like it was, like, her being like, oh, this is so cool that you're a lion than him even doing anything. Because all he does is, like, shoot a pillar of light in the background. Mm-hmm. And just uh, <laughs> somebody was like, it's so funny. Like this whole series has been like swordsmanship heavy, like with swordplay and his final form has just turned into a beast. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of fun. He turns it took a lion. Um, yeah. Um, it was okay. I, I was a little disappointed in it. Cause I kind of felt kind of got reminded of uh, what's his name from X8 when he turned into a bike. <laughs> I'm like, that's your final form or that's your form. <laughs> <laughs> Then that lion could turn into like a lion man, and then that lion man can whatever they do with Digimon to become. I'm pretty sure again. Toma's going to ride Rentaro at some point in this series. Here's the thing: Rentaro could already summon a lion, so just so just make that lion a cooler lion. Yeah, there we go. Because I think Toma's dragon is a cooler dragon, but he never summoned the dragon in his base. Fo- I don't know. I'm thinking too hard. Uh, but yeah, it feels not like let him kill one of let him kill one of the Medjid or like take one of their books. And they're like, oh, no, I've died. Meaning that one of my stories has been told. And if it happens too much, like at least like let him beat one of them, maybe like even if they have some like extra life thing going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, um, and Toma flies into a book. But like he's flying really slowly, so I thought the book was gonna close. Like it felt <laughs> like it took a long time for him to get there. <laughs> oh, and also like everyone's using Keto stuff, including like full on like Toma's like doing the two sword situation, which should be meaningful, but it isn't because it feels very abrupt. Like like he's using like Keto sword. It's like I, this isn't really as impactful as it should be, guys. 
Yeah, very, very underwhelming. Like, even the death was underwhelming, like we said. So do you think, like, they're not going to replace Comrade or Espinata? They're just going to, like, carry Kento's memories with just having their book on them? At this point, I think in, like, four episodes, he's going to be evil and back. Like, at and this he's going to steal his know? books back or something? Or, like, he'll get one of those, like, big, chunky book forms, but it's, like, a little evil-looking. has, like, red eyes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and it didn't help that they didn't update the opening to not have him in it. Yeah. At all. Especially, the, like, the end when they're, like, looking over, <laughs> like, this scenic. That's why I'm like, maybe they replace him or something like that. And they also, uh, we didn't talk about Luna. We finally f- learned her name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luna. Um... <laughs> that happened, too. <laughs> also, there's one mention in these three episodes about Sophia being gone, but that's it. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize she was gone. Remember? That's so bad. Jesus Christ. Some mysterious figure grabbed her. And, like, I assumed she was important because she was, like, a lady in white in the base. And I was like, oh, is she, like, the mystical spirit yeah. of swords? like, a big prediction about her involvement in the show. <laughs> Usually when a character shows up and she's, like, beautiful and white, if she dies, like, the world is off balance or something, you know? But they don't even care. Yeah, maybe she probably got, like, COVID. Like, I'm not trying to joke or anything, but maybe, like, they had to take her out of the show for a reason. And then she just pops back up. I mean... I you could reference her though, because like in the show, like somebody grabs her, and we don't even see who it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so lots of interesting plot points this week. Did you get like a uh, a heavy like double agent vibe from Caliber? Oh yeah, I th- I definitely think like he has some kind of reason. He's like working with the uh, midget. Like I feel like he has some kind of Atari model for sure after these after this little run, because he's like. The truth, like he, like you said, like he's doing anything to find out the truth, like even if it involves like killing other people. I wouldn't even call it like a vibe at this point because it feels like he's just saying that to people. He's saying, "You don't understand what <laughs> yeah, I'm going through." Yeah, you don't even <laughs> he's know. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist on the way. You don't even know. And then, like the fl- the flash or the preview of the next episode, I guess we learn more about him. So that's that's going to be fun. Yeah, some time. Not time travel, but like some in the past scenes in the next episode. That'll be fun. Um, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I really like Common Rider as a franchise. In fact, uh, we just recorded like an episode for the week before this one that um, we're talking about like Common Rider Kuga and like Steph, who is our um new third chair like shout outs she actually like went through and watched the whole series that we were watching like some episodes of because she liked it so much and i was like this is great that's exactly what i like that's like like really heartening thing to hear and then this show is like what i feared when i started this podcast that like oh no is zero one gonna like randomly be one of the like rare bad shows or rare shows doesn't really hit people well it it have been hard to keep <laughs> keep me yeah. invested in, in Saber. This is my first writer show. I'm like, bro, what do you got me? What do you have me watching right now? <laughs> but just just you know, like watching Zero One and then like X Eight and Game. I know that this is one of the one offs, and unfortunately, maybe like you said, COVID is affecting the production of this show. And you know, we're we're still you know moving on along, but it hasn't. I can't say it's been enjoyable to the point. I'm like, yes, a pod. It's like. We 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 struggle to find p- talking points, you know. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not good for a podcast. And like I 
almost wish it was worse because it's not even that it's that bad. It's that there's nothing happening. Like if it was worse, but like more talkable, that would be funnier. Yeah, like. and I really do hate coming on here and wouldn't even say we're being negative. We're we're actually keeping you know talking about stuff that's happening in the show. But I hate you know for some listeners that are really loving the show so far and then like they hear us like oh it's not that good you know. But you know we want to be honest with you guys. We're not going to like you know just be you know shields. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a real good point because we want to like we want to analyze stuff like. Think of how many points like we talked about, like the history of like how fiction did AIs and like how we thought it was cool, how they were doing stuff with like human consciousness and like who's a person in like zero one, for example, or like the weird tangents that we like went on with other shows. Like this show feels like it's really being affected by the conditions of when it's made and maybe had like s- some other shakiness too. it, it could still pull it out. Um, I would like it to get worse or better but I don't want it to stay the same. Yeah, something needs to happen like immediately. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're reading what the viewers are saying and maybe they're just as they go, but only time will tell. I mean, pretty soon there has to be new villains or new writers. Maybe they'll just be like, oh, here's this interesting new character. Well, if there's Forget new villains, that. please get rid of the midget. Like, I don't need two sets of villains in this series right now because I, I don't know enough about them. Like, you know, with, with Zero One, you know, we had... Uh, Messy with Genera and then introduced Guy, which was fine. You know, it was a cool change of guard. And then we went back to Messy with Genera. But, you know, like, man, I don't know what's going on with Saber. Don't know. Oh, look at this, though. Holy crap. That's Tassel right there when he's not Tassel. Whoa. Right? He <laughs> makes that work. Yeah. Like, it fits him for sure. He kind of looks like Drake's dad, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does with the mustache hell yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, with the pink hat yeah like how like uh like drake's dad like made all those like music videos like <laughs> i will make love to you and like had like 20 year old women in the book yeah of uh, <laughs> no um yeah so uh our answer to the show is i guess add Drake's dad to it, but no, um, the Tassel stuff is legitimately compelling, and I hope it has, like, a real I hope there's something to it, I hope what they find is interesting, I hope that if they're just, like, looking at the way the show is going there's, like, they have to make a big swerve, like, make a big like, reach, and just, like, be like, hey this world is all fiction like, something, you know, like, I hope that they make a big swing I've said like four times, but I don't care if the swing is makes the show like bad. That would be more that would be more interesting to talk about and watch, I feel like. Because right now it's just like yeah, good action, but no character really. Yeah, we need more risk to happen. Like just like you said, swing and miss or swing and knock out the park. Like take a risk. Yeah. Um and the show does have like 30 more episodes to it, so um Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're a second half show. <laughs> you know, like they're a second half team. It's like, oh, after halftime, they're going to be a lot better. So <laughs> I I predict that the show will shake up soon. But no, uh, what do you think is going to happen next? Like, what do you think is in this like weird book dimension? What do you think the plot is for the show, I guess? <laughs> I think, I th- like you said, I'm, I'm really more focused on what Caliber has uh in the works i feel like that's one of the characters that could take the risk 
to change the show in a different direction. Um, <laughs> funny to say this, I also think Tassel could save this show, like what he has going on. I think that, like you said, like that little moment of him stepping into the world was very compelling. Like I'm like, yo, right, what's yeah. Tassel doing here? And it never, ha- like nothing happened in the the, pre- the next episode. So hopefully, like Tassel's more involved in the real world and this cloak guy and Caliber save the day. You know, so that's the only. <clears throat> I wouldn't say that's the only reason I'm uh, looking forward to the next few episodes because. Other things could happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh those are the only things that I'm like really, really like focused on this caliber tassel, which is funny to say, and uh the cloak guy. So we have um had some some episodes where we've done bigger chunks because of life reasons and and like schedule. This is still like our like fifth or sixth episode on like Saber. Um and it's kind of wild. I'm just like was realizing as you're talking. The only character who our impression or our hopes for them changed at all has been Tassel since they since they first came out. We've been we've been championing Tassel like ever since the pod started. Like, what is this guy like? I feel like we talked about him more than Toma, which is sad. Yeah, I mean, like we Very didn't sad. like Tassel, then we started to like him. <laughs> we feel the same about I feel like every other character as like when they first came out, though. I feel like. Yeah, it was just like character vomit for like the first five. Like, hey, I'm your friend, Toma. Remember me? And he's like, I don't remember you. Meanwhile, we're like, yo, Tassel is so creepy. Like, yeah, that's pretty bad for Toma to be the main character and sidelined by Tassel. (laughs) I mean, what does Toma want right now? Yeah, he got his memory back, which was only like he is friends with (laughs) Kento and uh, Luna. You know what I mean? Like, what's next? And then I think Cal- uh, Caliber is the most compelling character that we know about so far. And I just like uh, Slash's personality. And yeah. Midget is trash. I guess Slash actually got some personality. That's yeah, right. I like Slash a lot. Slash, Caliber, and uh, I can't say a lot about Tasso, but he's the first person we see beginning of this episode. <laughs> Not much is known about this character, but they're <laughs> sick as hell. <laughs> Shout out Tassel. So for, for Toma, though... Um, he remembered that a girl fell in a hole and he feels bad. <laughs> and then his friend fell in a sword and he feels bad. That's his character development. Man, that's a rough one. I hope some wild shit happens. I'm going to say right now, in the book, they find out that there are like some people who like, there are people like Tassel and the weird like mystery man with like the scarf um, that they're like gods and their whole thing is that they can that like reality alters in order to entertain them and it all becomes like about like fate versus like free will and toma's like i'll write my own story and i won't like dance for you gods and have this fight like i'm gonna make a faction of people who want to resist the fact that their magical god reality is making us like act out like this like whole story for them that's an idea Uh, i don't know before we got here, tell me one thing about <laughs> Ren. <laughs> Man, we don't know anything about that guy. <laughs> oh, Ren. Um, He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Ren but, uh, likes just... Keto. Okay. Um, he has a sword that is two swords. <laughs> the three little pigs, I guess. That's one of his specials. But uh, yeah, man. Tell me something about um, Storius. Uh, not much is known, but... <laughs> okay, <laughs> He loves his coffee black. <laughs> and it seems like he loves books. But yeah, man. Um, it's crazy that they actually took out one of the most developed writers. You know, Rentaro and Kento have history and, and they've done things and there he goes. But 
I'm pretty sure he'll be back. Maybe it's all a dream, <laughs> bro. Yeah, hit the reset button. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, like my whole thing about like fate versus free will. There's nothing in the text that tells me that's gonna happen, but it, it's interesting. Has any writer show ever been like shortened? Like you'd be like, you know what? This isn't working. Let's just close it out at episode three. Uh, Is that possible? Not like you're saying, really. Um, it's happened like back in the seventies. Like there were seasons that like went short or got shortened, but they also did, like didn't have a plot the same way. This show is like a juggernaut in a way where that wouldn't happen, really. Okay. They've kind of like go through, not out. Because <laughs> I would say just shorten the season and blow like blow up those next like 10 episodes, like movie budget type shit. Like, I think that could save it. Or they're like, in April is the anniversary of Common Rider 50 years. Like, shorten the season, have like a fun like 12 episode anniversary special and be like, ah, oh, here's like a bunch of people we got back for like this fun arc. That'd be fun. Yeah, I just at this point, I think if they shorten the season and use more of the budget towards those last episodes, I think that would help the show out a lot, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe they're all cowboys in the next arc. <laughs> we just know for sure how to, how this show work or the series works that the next season is going to be fire. Like, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I, yeah, that tends to be the case. That is every true. other show, like you told me, has been been like that pretty consistently, right? Well, here's the thing. Most seasons come writer are good, but when there's a bad season, there tends to be a really good season after. So, yeah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> uh, the new Sentai is about robots. It hasn't been announced officially, but it's trademarked. Hmm. That could be fun. Yeah, we should check it out for a couple. Yeah. No, Um. if Comrade Sabres hits episode 20 and we do not have more to say about it, um, we're going to develop some kind of mechanism, not like not like a drinking game, but some kind of game or some kind of thing <laughs> to make it more engaging to talk about. Yeah, we probably do some like bonus content for like Patreon and just like record ourselves taking shots. <laughs> All right. So every time somebody says chapter or this, <laughs> yeah, we could do watch alongs. That'd be dope. New OnlyFans content, like common <laughs> rail with me. Only writers, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Only, Only writers. writers, yeah. <laughs> so, five stars. Good show. Here we Good go. show. Yeah. Five stars, um, five stars. But speaking of five stars and world stars, uh, don't go on world star with us, but do rate us five stars. <laughs> so, James, where are you when you uh, are not talking about Tokusatsu? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch under Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kit? Yeah, no. Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast um, at Common Ride With Me. Common Ride With Me on Instagram. CommonRideWithMe.com um, And if you go to CommonRideWithMe.com slash episodes, there is a complete backlog of each and every episode with a link for every platform. And if you go to CommonRideWithMe.com slash merch, there is our merch store on Redbubble. All of the proceeds from that up until uh, January 8th go direct to like eviction defense funds. Somebody bought a clock. Yo, please send us pics, bro. Please send us pics. Send us I want to see the clock. <laughs> the clock and uh, what was the other one? Was it a blanket? Uh, yeah, somebody got like a Halloween blanket. That sounds good. Like I just bought mugs because I thought that's cool. Like mugs and a shirt. But no. Um, 
yeah so that um this is our christmas episode uh which is fun um so yeah we are going to enjoy having recorded this early and have some fun with friends and family well not too much fun because covid but uh we have learned a lot though today hi james (laughs) yes we have uh yeah uh I know that you want to share first the things that you learned this episode, so you can go first. And I'll... Uh, the things that I learned before this episode was that Toma um, was lifelong friends that we already knew <laughs> with uh, Luna and Kento. And the midget, we'll find out more about them, but not much is known right now. So that's what I learned. <laughs> we learned. That we, um, not much is known about what we learned today, but... Steve is serious. Uh no. Um Okay. When Keto went in that sword, the moon was out. Maybe that's foreshadowing. Luna doing something. I don't know. Ah, but maybe. Deep cut. Uh, deep cut, yeah. Uh but no. Um I think we learned today that uh sometimes you gotta find things, common things with people uh that you could talk about. Uh, for the first half of your podcast before you talk about Common Rider. Uh, and uh, I hope everyone gets what they want for Christmas or for like whatever holiday like they might be celebrating now or like a general and has a good time. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys be safe. Christmas, don't drink too much eggnog, you know. Have fun with the fam and just be safe, you know. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, and uh, it is the last night of Hanukkah when we're recording this so as well I hope that went well for everyone as well uh so I guess watch a ride with me and uh Merry Christmas there you go (laughs) I I, I forgot till the end that this was the Christmas episode bro I forgot we're fucking the Grinch bro (laughs) we just ruined somebody's Christmas they were like, oh my god, they're dropping an episode on Christmas Day. I can't wait. We're just like, this shit sucks.